Welcome to the Water Cooler Podcast. My name is Brandon. My name is Jeremy. I'm Caleb. And I'm Harley. If I would have passed away due to the COVID, you know, I appreciate all of you guys for all that you do. Dude, I didn't yeah. even know you had COVID. When did you have symptoms? Well. Timberwolves lost and then you got the vid. Is that what happened? No, nah, you guys, you guys are fine. That's why I didn't tell you to say anything, but it was, it was, it really wasn't that bad. But I could see why it would suck for some people. The first day, my my hips were like aching super bad. They don't lie. And then I was just basically congested for a a week. I think for your your eulogy, I would have just went up there and pressed play on one of our podcasts. <laughs> Who says you are going to be invited? <laughs> just edit out all of Har- whatever Harley's said so far on this and just play it back. Yeah. Like it's kind of like he's with us in memoriam. I mean, technically, in the last episode when. He lost, like we lost him on the phone. I did tell everyone that he passed away. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. It didn't make the cut. But. Proper send off. Love you, Harley. Glad to hear you're feeling better. Yeah, love you guys. I appreciate you being flexible too. I, I definitely don't want to get you guys sick. Well, yeah, because we'll need you next week because Caleb will be gone. Yeah. Caleb's not devoted to the craft. Just I think that would be twelve so that would be twelve thirty in the morning when I typically get here and then we'd probably start by like one in the morning. Icelandic time. Cause what's the topic? Have we picked one yet? No. When you're in your hotel, like just record your thoughts and I'll try to piece it in where I can. <laughs> <laughs> just hear like a Viking horn in the background. <laughs> Isn't Iceland like the nice one and Greenland is the one that sucks? Yeah. I wanna go to both. I've heard that this or June is the best time to go because that's when like all the flowers and stuff is like blooming. Um, but you know, any time in the summer is is fine too. They said in May, like when I'll be going, is like right when things start to bloom. But you'll still get cheaper rates at hotels mm. because the busy time is always June. Something that I'm really curious about though, because I had this experience when I went to Kodiak, Alaska was how the food's going to change and the price at grocery stores for food. Cause everything like quadrupled in price when I went to Kodiak and I soon realized that a lot of people just live off of like the fish that their family catches off the boats when they come back from like a fishing season. They just like pack the freezers and really don't go to the grocery store all that much. So then in Alaska, do they have a lot of the same, I'm assuming produce and everything they had available from like maybe greenhouses or, you know, growing indoors or things like that, or is that all imported? So, so it depends. Uh, Kodiak's kind of a tougher place because it's an island uh, off the coast of Anchorage. So it's a little bit more expensive to ship ship groceries out there even. But like beef, like the supply isn't as high over in Alaska because there aren't as many cattle farms as there are in the Midwest. And with that, like beef doesn't taste as fresh as what it does down here anyways. So I don't think, I don't think it's as popular to begin with because of the taste. And then once you add a price increase on that, you know, it's just not popular overall there. Um, But yes, greenhouses are actually pretty popular in Alaska. I noticed Uh, people grow a lot of, a lot of vegetables 
kind of like crazy to think about how grocery shopping and what food is available changes even within, you know, where you're at in the United States, just on availability of things. Uh, or even, I mean, like it does change across the world too. Like if you're in a desert climate or in a third world country where you don't even have a freezer, like you can't just fill that sucker up and live off that for a while. You may have to you know, go get your food and store it in your fridge or like more perishable places than more often than what other people are probably used to. Yeah, I know my grandma told me about they used to have salt lockers. That's ultimately how they kept stuff from spoiling, which is just super weird to me. But then again, I've only had a fridge my whole life, so that's probably why. Courtesy of the modern-day refrigeration system, uh, this is your annual reminder that compressors changed com- changed everything. Shout-out to compressors. Brandon, how do fridges work? What's the, what's the skinny on that? The skinny on the modern-day refrigeration cycle? All right. I can talk through that. So you have you have a refrigerant that's mostly going to be either a liquid. Um, well, it is a liquid or a gas. It's, it is it is going to – it's a fluid. Um, refrigerants will change temperature based off of pressure, and they exchange heat fairly well. So you start off with uh, a refrigerant in either a liquid or a vapor form, depending on where you're at. And there's pretty much like, there's four main components to the modern day refrigeration cycle. Two of them are going to be coils. Those act as uh, heat transfer mechanisms. So you're either, if you're trying to, let's say, like, let's use your refrigerator as an example. Inside of your, inside of your refrigerator, you are extracting heat from the inside and you're going to reject it out. So one of those coils is pulling, is interfacing with the cold refrigerant and it's going to pull heat from inside of your refrigerator and transfer it. Uh, it's then, depending on where you're at in the cycle, is going to go through either a compressor or a pump. From that will change uh, the pressure on either, on depending on the side that you're on. The fluid that would then go to the um, heat exchanger on the outside, reject the heat from your fridge to the room that it's sitting in. So it actually, your refrigerator actually heats up your room wow. and then it goes back to either, you know, the, the compressor or the pumps and it just continues that. So the main, the main focus is re- rejecting heat or gaining heat and then changing, uh, temperature and pressure. <laughs> <laughs> There's your ref- <laughs> refrigerator lesson for the week. <laughs> did i just get an engineering degree from msu yeah you, you, and like the graduation was last week i think you probably got it i was there so i guess that would get you 10 percent on one thermodynamics 10 percent on one subject sounds great to me yeah no I'll one, one, one test one test of one subject <laughs> okay Not, maybe maybe 10 percent on, on the homework of one i'll add it as a linkedin skill <laughs> on my linkedin page so Brandon, I just think it's crazy about how that was invented and how they just figured that out. I mean, think of how much money that has saved people, you know, of, of keeping food fresh. And it's it's one of those inventions you just got to appreciate, you know? Yeah. No, the, the big thing before modern day refrigeration and kind of grocery, well, it changes everything, not only groceries that you can keep in your house, but grocery stores too. Um, but before that, people used, had to farm ice from wherever refrigeration was available or from, you know, different climates. So if you wanted an ice box, you know, you didn't, that was your refrigerator, but without all the components to it. 
they'd have to ship ice in before it melts, shove that in your ice box, and that's how you keep stuff cold. It's pretty crazy. I know people who have like multiple chest freezers. And I like, isn't there like a time frame on how long you can keep like meat? Depends. Like if you get it vacuum packed or, you know, but even if pretty resistant, like say you vacuum pack it, how long can you get that to last? I think the biggest thing is not opening up the freezer door too much because then part of it will thaw. And I think that's how you get frostbite or uh, freezer burn yep. on, on the meat. So I think mm. that's its its biggest competition. I don't know. Otherwise, I think you could probably leave it in there and for like, I have no idea, a year maybe. Where where do you guys grocery shop? I do Target. I, I do all my grocery shopping at Target, mainly because every time I do go, it's because I need something else too, uh, which most grocery stores carry a variety of different items. But if I need like light bulbs or hangers or something, I can always get that at Target. And with the red card, you get 5% off. So it, I get 5% off everything. And yeah. they usually don't have everything that you're always looking for, but it's just kind of convenient to do all one-stop shop. Yeah, working that Target red card, we just got one. And it saved us a lot of money already. We also shop a little bit at Target for groceries, but... Not too often. It's really when the wife wants to go to Target and get something else. And then, hey, there's uh, something in the grocery section that I want to get. You know, let's pick it up. But otherwise, we usually go to Coborn's, which is like a couple blocks away from our house. And we we also have a Hy-Vee, but the Hy-Vee is pretty tiny. Um, I used to shop at Hy-Vee a lot, though, when we lived in Cato. They had usually the better prices. I love Hy-Vee. I'd probably say I shop at Hy-Vee, Aldi, and Costco. And Wholesale. Each, yeah, each one kind of has its specialty that I get certain things at certain places. But Isn't Hy-Vee a Minnesota company? Iowa. Oh, Iowa. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. go, Iowa. D- Iowa doesn't really exist, though, so it's pretty much Minnesota. Hey, man. <laughs> Rag on Iowa. <laughs> Iowa does a lot for you, man. What else has Iowa brought us? Me. Okay. What what else than Hy-Vee and you? All the corn and soybeans that you eat. You didn't want to go with Kurt Warner? Why were you asking the question if you already knew the answer? I I was hoping that you would get it right. (laughs) Kurt Warner, you played on the Iowa Barnstormers, right? Yeah, I wish that was an NFL team. That's just a cool name. But I don't think Iowa could support an NFL team. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, Vikings fans that live in Iowa. And South Dakota. And Twins fans. Like the thing, yeah, that's like some of the stuff I've never understood is like how, like if you grew up in North Dakota, how you become like a Packers fan or a Vikings fan. Probably just how your how your family grew up. Like maybe they moved from Wisconsin to North Dakota. Or it's probably your cable package. Yeah, uh, some hmm. and based off local restrictions, in depending on the broadcasting company, they'll have blackouts locally. So, yeah. your cable company may black out Minnesota sports because you're too close, so you just watch Wisconsin sports. Makes sense. So Harley, where do you grocery shop? I uh, hit up the old Target. Yeah, and 
And well, I I do Target and Cub Foods. I've kind of been splitting because I wonder if Target adds like a few percentage points on top of all the prices just to cover the uh, their discount. I have no idea. That's just a speculation. Someone can prove me wrong. But um, but I've been I I really like Target and Cub Foods and Jeremy. I've been thinking about Costco a lot because I think the membership. How much is a membership, like a yearly membership for Costco? So the basic one is $60, but there's the executive where you get 2% cash back on everything you buy. Mm-hmm. And if you don't spend enough there to get you to $60 in cash back, they just give you $60 in cash back. So at technically at the end of the day, whatever membership you go with, it's only $60. But if, you're like me and I buy a lot there. The cash back is a lot more. So in a way I'm shopping the, my membership there is free due to the cash back. Staying on, on Costco. Um, Cause I, I like my two cents on, on that. We go there for a very select group of bulk items. Everything else, it's just hard to store in your house without feeling weird of having food stored in like your basement or, not a lot of freezer space, so. Yeah. So why wouldn't you just get the executive membership? Because <laughs> some people don't want to. follow that. Because some people don't want to pay the 120 up front. Okay. That's me. Takes, take my $5 a month and walk away because I don't spend enough there that's, to get the cash back. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Like, well, so for the at executive? the end of the day, okay. you would you would get at least 60 I don't shop there that much, though. Right. I know, but if you don't even spend to get sixty, they give you sixty automatically. So you, so at the end of the year, no matter what, you paid sixty dollars for your membership. I'm gonna have to do some digging. I can understand the refrigeration cycle. I can't understand that. Gosh, yeah. Why wouldn't you just get the executive membership? Because, like, I mean, I feel like you'd make so much more back than. But if you're in his case, where like you don't spend to hit okay. that. Yeah, at the end of the day, you still paid sixty, but the cash back aspect really didn't help you at all. Yeah, I know. In there, like they track your spending, so like if you go to like their return counter, or sometimes I even think at the checkout they'll be like, "Oh, hey, did you know that like last year you spent this amount, and with our cash back, that would have actually given you this, which would would probably be like, oh, you would you would have got a hundred dollars cash back." I grew up as a Costco family, so that's awfully why I have the executive. But for you, Harley, I would recommend. We are in a tornado warning. (laughs) (laughs) That's so loud. No, I just heard it. I just heard it. Because he's probably not in, uh, yeah, in Tornado Alley. Guys, get in the basement. But you, for you, it probably wouldn't make sense to get your own membership. Yeah, I can slide me one of those cards, eh? But, I mean, I guess, like, you, I buy, like, dress shirts there. But Really? Yeah, Going to, like, Brandon from, like, a food standpoint, I only buy stuff in, like, the refrigerator or, like, the frozen aisle. Uh, We buy almond milk there because you can get it in bulk. But from, like, a produce standpoint, we buy very minimal. 
because it's just too much for the two of us. Like how often do you, how often do you shop then? At there? Co- like yeah, Costco. Like if you're gonna get stuff in bulk, how how often are you going? I usually go like once a week. But That's a I, lot of bulk. But I don't. It's most like sometimes it's just a walk around oh. and then get a two dollar piece of pizza in bulk. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, from like an actual like probably necessity standpoint, probably only have to go there probably every two or three weeks. And then you filled in you fill in the the time otherwise with Aldi and yeah. Should we go in your basement? Is the tornado warning or is it watch? It's a warning. It's a tornado warning. the bad one. Oh. Yeah. Really? Megan thought the same thing too. She was like, oh, well, watch means you have to watch out for the tornado. It's like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I got it too here. I think it would be great for the podcast if we just <laughs> gave live commentary on this tornado <laughs> ripping through your new house. <laughs> Screw grocery shopping. Special guest. It's probably good that we wrap this up then in like half hour. I hope we got those sirens. <laughs> so I'm the complete opposite when it comes to going to the grocery store. I go just about daily. And my grocery store is only a couple blocks down the street from me. So like gas isn't an issue. And... I know I was talking to you guys about this earlier, and you guys thought it was crazy. Why? Why do you go daily? Well, first off, I want to know why you guys think it's crazy, and then maybe I can convince you. It just feels like, how much time do you spend in there? Like, how much do you go? What do you not get much, when you go? Not much time, really. I'm I'm in and out in, like, probably 10 minutes. Like, really, all I do is I get my meal for the evening, and I walk out. And if I run into any deals while I'm there, I'll scoop it all up. Whatever I need. I won't scoop it all up. Crazy to me because in, I can get a lot of groceries in because I know my way around Target in like 30 minutes. And that would be like if I, I could go grocery shopping for the week in 30 minutes and call it good. Or like sometimes we'll go maybe for like, 40 minutes and we'll go grocery shopping for two weeks and we just have a list of meals for those for like like about five meals because we usually eat out on the weekend and then i don't have to think about it unless we run out of you know said item and have to make a one-stop shop later in the week so that's that's why it catches me off guard because i was like man that must just t- take up a lot of time it really doesn't because I, so here's what i do i go to the gym after I'm done working, then after the gym, on my way home, I go to the grocery store. So it's, like, not all that inconvenient. And I think the primary benefit of going so often is that I'm able to catch the different deals that they have throughout the week. Because Coborn's run some pretty good deals, like two furs primarily, on just, like, random stuff that I know I'll need. Do you think Coburn's prices, since it's like a smaller chain grocery store, is higher or like higher than, you know, a Cub or a Target or a Hy-Vee? Yeah, slightly. It's not as noticeable now that Hy-Vee's come into town and provided a little bit of competition, so we benefited there from it. Um, Hy-Vee was cheaper for a while, but now that like Hy-Vee... It's gotten its feet on the ground, and they kind of 
made their initial impact after initially opening a few months ago, their prices have went up dramatically since then. And so now I just primarily shop at Coburn's again. Interesting. Yeah. There was like a feud between the two. It's pretty interesting. Like, like employees from each store kind of outside. Yeah. Yelling at each other. So there were high V employees going into Coborns and checking out the prices, price researching, and then just automatically making their prices lower than Coborns and then advertising it outside the store. Um, so then some Coborns employees went to High V and did the same thing. And they got called on, uh, by a couple store employees, and the police came and gave them tickets. That's illegal? Um, I don't think so, but there was something along the lines of being on the premises. Solicitation? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even care. Huh. But s- since then, hy lost a lot of business in New Prague because New Prague's a small town. The only thing I can think of is if... They asked them to leave, and they didn't. Yeah, it was a private Could property. Be, yeah, yeah. But we, like, with my job, we just did a store walk at the Lakeville Hy-Vee the other week, and my VP, like, stopped one of the Hy-Vee employers and said, like, hey, we're from this company. This is why we're, like, looking around. And they're like, okay. Cause, and I was like, do they really care about that? And he's like, yeah, they don't, like, they're not the biggest fans of other stores, employees coming in and looking. But I'm like, why? Like, it's not like your prices are, like, super secret. Like, anyone can, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, even if you are a business and, like, a competing grocery store and you go and you actually shop for $100 worth of groceries at a competitor store, in a means to you know, cut their prices to get more competitive. Yeah. Competitive yeah. people to your store, advertise it. You're paying a hundred dollars f- to do that. Isn't like, I feel like that's a pretty good trade off. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm not a business, a grocery store business owner, so I can't speak I've, to that. I've noticed grocery prices going up a lot recently just due to inflation though. Like it's not, it's not a grocery chain specific thing anymore like it's not like a small town thing versus a a large more commercial store um like i feel like my groceries have went up a lot over the last probably six months like i think my average my average daily spend at the grocery store is probably around 15 bucks previously um, and now it's it's ranging from it's probably more like twenty to thirty depending on obviously what I'm getting. But like milk and eggs are more expensive. Um, I eat fish once a week. That's more expensive. Beef's more expensive. Um, although I do get lucky at times with beef because my family owns a beef farm, so periodically I do buy some from them at like half the price. So I highly recommend going that route if you if you can um if i if my family owns a beef farm no your family doesn't even have to own a beef farm you can go get beef from like a local farmer for cheaper than 
what you can buy it for at the store. But in Harley's case, I don't think I don't I don't even think buying a quarter of a cow would make sense for him. Like that'd just be so much beef for just him. Dude, I would <laughs> a quarter of a cow. Dude, I, I have a tiny freezer, man. Harley, what do you what do you do uh, for groceries and and uh, frequency wise? Frequency wise, I do weekly, so I I have a little bit of routine. Like Sunday mornings, I get on online, you know, put it on my all my uh, my items. Oh, online shopping, and then yeah, no, and, and I cl- I literally click enter, and then they get it ready, and then I go pick it up at like four o'clock, um, and I open up the trunk, and then they put the groceries in, and then I go home. Do you have so to pay takes, an additional fee for that? No, it's free. It's free. So it, for Cub Foods, I think it's if you if you spend less than 50 bucks, then they charge you like a $2 fee, which isn't too bad. But I normally go over that, uh, a little bit over it, so I don't have to pay the fee. But it, for, for Target, it's free. But it's super easy. The, the frustration is that they don't always have what you need or what you place. So sometimes they'll just say, hey, you've gotta, we had to cancel an item in your order, which kind of annoying but i'd say they get 95 percent of it right so saves a lot of time and plus i do not like i do not like going into the grocery store and like walking around and then you know putting stuff in the cart and then you know going through the checkout it's just i don't know i i love i love walking up and down the aisles though yeah i i just i don't know gives me some serenity it's fine until that one person with a cart blocks half the aisle and then blocks the other half standing right beside it. Yeah. That's and good. you visibly are trying to get through and they just don't even realize it. <laughs> there's just, there's just something about putting AirPods in and walking around the store and knowing exactly what I want. And I'm just getting my steps in and I just, I'm not really paying attention to anybody just throwing stuff into the cart and walking away. I just, I don't know. I just, I, I like that, but it, I can see how it'd be a lot more convenient to do kind of online pickup. Have you guys ever gotten cut in front of like at self checkout or <laughs> I guess anywhere it pisses me off. Yeah. People just like <laughs> nudge their way in front of you Dude, all subtly. Just happened to me the other day. Um, there's this guy that, uh, I was visibly next person in line and he cut in front of me. Um, and, uh, I, said out loud it must be nice to feel like you can cut in front of me and he just didn't even look at me <laughs> that would also be my reaction if i get in front of somebody at the grocery store. <laughs> maybe i'm the asshole but i don't think so but I, I i'm like brandon i like to put my airpods in i go up and down every aisle and some people think it's crazy but i feel like even though i have a list it helps me remember like I get stuff that I forgot to put on my list. That, and it also, like, if I, I like trying new things at the grocery store because I'm not, I'm trying not to be set in my specific brands or routines that way. And seeing it and walking up and down kind of gives me that option. Whereas I feel like if I did online ordering, it'd be, I'd I'd just kind of pick the same stuff and the same brands every single time. Unless, like, you know, I did go for a one-off in the store to try to find something. But, um, yeah, I, I I like picking stuff up that way. It's like only gotten darker. Yeah. yeah. Do we go into the basement? Until until something flies through the window, I think we're good. Uh, I would kind of hope. At that point, I think the, the whole second story of the house is coming up. 
anything else that we didn't cover grocery shopping wise? Well, I, I was just going to wrap up on this with like Caleb saying like, I kind of do what he does, but not to like the extent of every day. Like I usually buy all my beef or like chicken and stuff like that and not bulk, but like all at once. And then if I'm going to have tacos and I need an onion, I'll go to the grocery store, Aldi, and just get that. Yeah. For an onion? I hear, yeah. For well, yeah, onion? it's like, well. I do that. Yeah. It's not that weird. I don't, I don't like Aldi, though. I don't know, guys. I, I don't know. I don't know to go for the store for one onion. I don't know. Well, I mean, if you, if you need an onion to cook a meal, the, for the meal. Everyone knows you, onions are way overrated. You need an onion. That do was you get all. pre-made meals, Harley? Or do you actually? Like meal like, kits? Yeah. yeah meal kits. I've tried them. I've tried. Stretch? I've tried Factor. I've tried Sun Basket. I've tried Freshly. And like the taste just doesn't do it for me. I don't know. There's something weird with it. Yeah. It's just not a good taste. I like to cook on my own, but I'm a very amateur cook. I make the same stuff. Like tacos, spaghetti. Yeah. Cook? Chicken Alfredo. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Here's some here's some Rob facts for you. Drop them. Provided by the Bureau of Labor Statistics. <laughs> Nationally, on average, the U.S. household averages about eighty nine dollars in groceries per week. And then provided by Statista and Ramsey Solution, Americans visit the supermarket one point six times a week on average. So kind of, I feel like that blends our our responses fairly well. Yeah. Where Caleb's at five yeah. to seven. And then I'm at like maybe zero to two. Yeah. Everybody else is somewhere in between. I'd probably say I'm one to two. To wrap up, we will go into the water cooler wrap up. Uh, does anyone want to start? I got a quote from Warren Buffett. And he said recently that the best way to fight inflation is to be exceptionally good at something. Hopscotch. <laughs> I don't think I can get paid for sleeping on the couch. My my weekly wrap up is try different ethnicities of food. Just do it. It's like traveling, but you're at home. It's so good. There's just so many. It's just do it. It's so good. My tip of the week. Wait, no, it's not the tip of the week. It's the wrap up, right? My wrap yeah. up, okay. Yeah, your wrap up tip of the week. My wrap up the tip of the week. Tip of the wrap up tip of the week thing uh, is to try waking up early. So I just started getting back on the grind of waking up at, um, at an early time, uh, and basically getting up before everyone else is chilling, uh, doing a little bit of meditation, a little bit of journaling, prepping for the day, and I feel. It's going to sound weird, but I feel a lot more productive and sharp throughout the day. And also, I'm able to go to sleep uh, when my head hits the pillow. So, suggest trying a good old morning routine out and wake up early. And right Caleb, you're, you're into that. You know that. Yeah, I agree, Harley. It's my, a good one. my item of the week is, if you have not tried Raising Cane's, try Raising Cane's. It's great chicken. All right, I think that's going to wrap it up for the week. As this tornado carries us away. Yeah. (laughs) Bye, everyone. See you next week.
show is for entertainment purposes only. Before making any decisions, please consult a professional.